Welcome to Of Slippers and Spindles. I'm Cassie. And I'm Drew. This is a podcast all about fairy tales and fairy tale retellings. And it is coming to a close. It is. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. This is it. But I said to Drew, we cannot let the last episode that people have to listen to <laughs> be the 1977 anime version of a wild of the Wild Swans. We have to record something else. Yeah. We fully intended to carry through with Wild Swans Month. We had the books in our hands. And unfortunately, things did not go the way that we like them to go. And um, we will elaborate on that in just a moment. But uh, it does mean that the last episode we had recorded and put out into the world was this wacky anime version. And we felt like that was not the finale that we wanted to end on. Yeah. So here we are. And we're just going to we're going to chat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll set up, I guess, a little bit about what we want to say here in the finale episode of of slippers and spindles basically we want to give you an explanation about why we disappeared the way we did and why we are not going to be able to come back we have uh, some small little fairy tale items that we want to talk about and then we'll end with a great big thank you we'll say thank you now off the top because ooh, ooh. we are grateful we yes. are thankful but we're going to Give you a big old thankful, the big old thank you at the end. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay. Also, we are both very out of practice when it comes to <laughs> podcasting with each other. Um, so if we stumble over our words even more than normal, that's probably why. Most likely. Yeah. So I guess I can launch us in here with the explanation. Um, right after we put out that episode of Wild Swans, we were getting ready to record our episode on spinning starlight and my health took a turn for the worse as many of you already know i have been battling colon cancer off and on since 2017 more on than off as of the last two years and it just happened that one day i woke up with severe pain and i happened to have scans that day that told us that there was a new obstruction in my colon and my doctors were instructing me to go to the ER immediately. And so that's what I did. And I spent two months in the hospital over the holidays, Christmas and New Year's. I spent a little over six weeks there. And um, it was not fun. <laughs> I did not get a whole lot of rest. And things changed rapidly throughout my time there. And towards the end of my time in the hospital, they gave me a prognosis and basically in the middle of January, they told me that I had about a month left to live. And so I did not want to spend that month cooped up in the hospital. It was very important to me and my family that we get me out of the hospital back home and with my family and with my dog. And I've spent the last couple of weeks surrounded by family and friends who have flown in to see me. I have been overwhelmed with the love and joy that people have poured into me. And um, I'm very blessed to have this opportunity to have these couple of weeks to um, spend the way that I want to. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. And as I have said so many times throughout this whole process, there's nothing to say. No. And that's the worst part. It just is what it is. And we have to deal with it and push forward. And that's the worst in all of this. Yeah. So that's why... 
of Slippers and Spindles is coming to a close, but we are going to leave you with our our patented fairy tale enthusiasm. Yes. Um, I think we're going to each kind of talk about some recommendations that we have of fairy tale retellings that we just didn't get to, but that we want to make sure people know about so that you can go and read them. Yeah, that sounds like something we would do. Yeah, so why absolutely. don't you go first? Okay, so the biggest one is one that I've talked about on this podcast before in our like 100th episode. I know I mentioned it, but it's The Wrath and the Dawn and The Rose and the Dagger by Renee Adia, which is her duology retelling of Scheherazade and the Arabian Nights and is absolutely phenomenal. It's like one of my top five fairy tale retellings. And if you haven't read it, you need to. Because it's amazing. That's one that I have always intended to read and I never got to. And, you know, then I started putting it off because I was like, ah, we're going to do it on the podcast eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, we were around the corner from doing it. We were close. We were close. Um, and then the next one that I have is also one I talked about in the 100th episode. And it's The Goose Girl by Shannon Hale. I really like this fairy tale, but this is like the pinnacle retelling of it. I don't know what else anybody would do with the Goose Girl except what Shannon Hale did. Now, I admit, I know there are other very good adaptations out there that I just haven't read yet, but I absolutely love this book and this retelling. And because picking a third is always the hardest, like, I'm going to cheat. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, if if you like fairy tale retellings, you have to read at least one Mercedes Lackey Elemental Masters book because she's the queen. Wow. I know. Um, my, my recommendations are either Phoenix and Ashes, which is her Cinderella, um, The Fire Rose, which is her Beauty and the Beast, or Unnatural Issue, which is actually a retelling of deer skin, of donkey skin. Mm-hmm. And then my other favorite is East by Edith Patow, which is... East of the sun, whoa, 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 whoa. I know, I know. This Listen, I'm cheating all over the place. Forth. Yes, absolutely. I'm cheating all over the place because I can. Okay. Anyway, those are mine. Okay. Uh, I also have a Goose Girl, which is Little Thieves by Margaret Owen. You've heard me mention it several times in recent episodes in particular, especially during that 100th episode. I adore this book. It is gorgeous. It has illustrations that the author herself drew, and they are beautiful that accompany each like segment of the book. Everything about the way that she uses the fairy tale is genius, but you can also read this book without knowing the fairy tale and still get a really strong, compelling story out of it, which you know is something that's important to me in my retellings. So uh, that's my number one. Also, let me go ahead and take this moment to apologize for my voice. I know no one expects me to be super healthy of voice at the moment, but, you know, it is what it is. And it's still frustrating to uh, hear myself back like this. But anyway, that's number one. That's one that you gushed about it when you first read it. And I was like, we'll read it for the podcast. So I haven't picked it up yet, but it is on my like immediately in the future, I need to read this book very soon. You should read it because I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Yes. Number two is Bitter Greens by Kate Forsyth. This is a retelling of Rapunzel and is really interesting because it is set into a historical context, but an unusual one. It's kind of Italy and France because it's going to do the thing where you follow three different characters 
but uh, you know as their stories entwine but the three characters are going to be the rapunzel character the witch character and the third is charlotte rose de la force who is one of the most well-known authors of rapunzel prior to the brothers Grimm. so their version comes from her version and so this book takes a really interesting look at um the nature of storytelling and how the story gets passed from reality into fiction down into what we know it today. And my third recommendation is The True Story of Hansel and Gretel by Louise Murphy. This is looking at Hansel and Gretel in the context of World War II, which I know has been done a couple times before. Um, I think, who did it? Uh, not Mercedes Lackey, Jane Yolen. Jane Yolen, that's right. Yeah, Jane Yolen did a a Holocaust-era retelling Mm -hmm. called uh, Mapping the Bones, which I haven't read, but is on my list. I Likewise, I haven't read Mapping the Bones, but that's because I liked the true story of Hansel and Gretel so much. So I highly recommend that one. It's very, very interesting. Are you going to cheat and throw another one on the list? No, I'm not going to (sighs) cheat. I don't need to cheat. I feel confident in my three. Um, I need to cheat because I have too many. (laughs) I understand. And I forgive you. Now, as many of you know, basically the whole reason we even started this podcast was to spread the word about Megan Morrison's time series Mm -hmm. and make sure that everybody in the world knows that these books exist and reads them and loves them. (laughs) Yes. And our, like, pipe dream was making contact with Megan Morrison and, and getting we, her on the podcast. Yes. And we achieved half that goal. We achieved half that goal. We've made contact with Megan Morrison. Yes. And not just us sending a message into yes. the ether. She sent a message back. That's right. We have messaged her a couple times. And just the other day, we woke up to a message in our email inbox um, thanking us for our enthusiasm and our love for the books. Um, and we were both uh, giddy. Is that the right word? Oh, my gosh. It was – I couldn't sleep. I woke up at like 3 in the morning and was battling insomnia. And I was like, well, I'll check my phone. And saw it. And I was like, oh, Megan Morrison. Somebody else is sending an email to the – of Slippers <laughs> and Spindles email because a lot of you have been. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like it took me reading – Starting to read the email because she starts it, you know, with oh. when I stepped away from social media. And I was like, who among our listeners is stepping away from social media? And then my brain clicked because it was, again, it was like three in the morning. And I was like, wait, Megan Morrison, this is Megan Morrison is emailing us. And I texted you in all caps at three in the morning. Yep. I didn't expect you to see it until you woke up. Uh, I, I don't know how much later I saw it, but oh, my gosh. That meant the world to us. It was very exciting. Like, to achieve half of our goal right here at the end, we did it. We did it. We can go home. And we also achieved the goal of spreading the word. I know lots of people have picked up this book or these books because they discovered them through us. So, you know, we've done our part. We absolutely have. Yeah. And so I think... All that's really left to do is to just say thank you. Like this, honestly, when I look at the things in my life that I have created and I have put out into the world, 
I'm pretty sure this podcast is one of the things I am most proud of. Yeah. And I'm I'm so grateful to have the opportunity and like just recording episodes with you, Drew, would have been enough. But the fact that we found the depth of audience that we have, that there are so many of you who want to listen to us and who share your thoughts with us and connect with us is just incredible. And I, I cannot express enough gratitude for it. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin. Like, what is there to say? I am so thankful to you for agreeing to do with this with me and to everybody who encouraged us, everybody who supported us, either emotionally or financially, everybody who encouraged us um, just through their emails and through social media and people who interacted with the polls and people who, you know, who love fairy tales as much as we do. It's it's a very niche topic, ours. We we mm-hmm. whenever I explain to somebody in real life, this is what my podcast is about. You know, it <laughs> come, becomes very clear, like how specific we were with fairy tale retelling books and movies. Yeah, and yet, and yet, there's plenty of you out there who were looking for something similar, and we are so thankful that we found you and. The Facebook group is going to stay up and it's going to stay mm-hmm. open. The email is going to stay up and it's going to stay open. Mm-hmm. You know, please continue to reach out. Please continue to send messages. If you, you know, read a really great retelling a year from now and you just want to shout about it with somebody, like send an email. Yeah. You know, please, please do. Please keep that connection open because we have loved being part of your lives. And we're so happy that you're part of ours. And we're going to use the funds that we have saved from merch sales and from the Patreon to make sure that our episodes stay hosted. Right. And that you can go back and listen to any of them anytime that you want. And they're not going to go away. They're not going to disappear. They're going to be there. Yes. Yeah. That was something that I think was important to both of us. And I think that's going to be so special. Uh, for me, like, um, mm, uh, you know, thinking about like the Peter Pan episodes and the way that I was able to express my love and my passion in a way that like, I think people often look at me and my love for Peter Pan and they're like, what the heck is going on there? And, uh, that's out there now and people can, people can learn a little bit more about me even, you know, no matter which way this all turns out. Yeah. I know and I sound like I'm on the verge of crying and I kind of am, but I it's kind of just <laughs> my voice, so <laughs> you know. Bear with me. <laughs> it's fine either way. And you know, this isn't how we wanted to end things, of course. Like we wanted to keep doing this forever, but I'm glad we can record this episode and I'm I'm thrilled with what we've put out into the world. Me too. And we love you all so much. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, friends. Bye.